If you would, turn with me in the scripture. We're going to be reading from the passage, Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sinon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, You have great faith. Your request is granted. And your daughter was healed at that moment. Let's pray. Jesus, what a friend we have in you. All of our sins and griefs, we can call and bear them at the cross and leave them there. Father, we pray this morning that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, that you would use this opportunity to speak to your people in a way that they've never heard before. That you will cause them to be drawn closer to you because that's what the gospel is all about. Father, we pray that you would just dust the places off in their lives that have been, that hasn't been dusted, Lord that there will be a drawing of your spirit, a drawing of your presence, a drawing of you, God, that your anointing will be poured forth today to cause hearts to, to be moved closer to your kingdom. We love you and we bless you and we give your name the glory and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said? I'm going to use for a subject with this passage of scripture between a rock and a hard place. In this text that I'm going to be using in Matthew chapter 25, we find that, Matthew chapter 15, I'm sorry, we find this woman who has a problem. Jesus referenced this woman as a Canaanite. It's significant because she's a pagan and her culture is known for sacrificing children, sacrificing children to their gods. They're known for doing all sorts of immoral things, sexual perversions. In this text, you won't find it, but it's been recorded that Jesus is traveling outside of the Holy Land. He's in Gentile territory. 
Jesus has healed before, but most of the time when he's healed, the Gentiles has been in Jewish territory. But this time, he's outside of the Jewish territory. And the Bible says that he meets this Canaanite woman in Tyre and Sinon. He just didn't stumble on this woman. His contact with her was purpose-driven. If you look at the word Tyre, it's rock. And Sidon means hard place. The Bible says that this woman has a demon daughter, a a daughter that was demon-possessed, and she needed help. This mother is between a rock and a hard place. Now picture this woman's situation. Just imagine having a child that you've cared for, watch grow up. You've sent her off to college, and when she returns, the look in her eyes says, this not the child that left home. This girl that once took pride in her appearance doesn't have that pride anymore. She's stopped combing her hair. Instead, she's pulling it out. She's awake at night because she hears voices. She once had a sweet voice, but now she speaks in unrecognizable sounds. She can't eat. She can't sleep. The daughter you once enjoyed going shopping with is now gone. And when you look in her eyes, there's a stranger looking back. You're staring at a person that looks like your daughter, but the daughter you had has checked out. She's not there. She's sick. This is no ordinary sickness. No ordinary problem. No ordinary trouble. You see, this mother feels helpless. Her love for her has caused her to go anywhere to look for for help. Perhaps she's tried the family therapist, but that's not enough. Talking doesn't help anymore. Perhaps she's looked at trying to put her in an asylum, but she doesn't have the insurance money. And all the beds in the free clinic are filled up. As this mother is contemplating the state of her daughter, she knows that her daughter is in need of help. No one can provide a solution for her, her ailing, demon-possessed daughter. This mother is between a rock and a hard place. Then one day, news travels into a village that a man is coming to town. He's just not any man. He's not an ordinary man. He's Jesus. This is the same Jesus that met the man whose body was covered with leprosy. And he touched him and made him whole. It's the same Jesus that touched a paraplegic man and told him to take up his bed and walk. It's the same Jesus who met the woman at the, had the issue of blood for 12 young years. And when she touched Jesus, Jesus touched her and made her whole. This mother had heard about this Jesus, this man who had the ability to bring hope to a hopeless situation. This Jesus was coming by her house. Church, this is no accident. What's interesting is that prior to his travel to this region, 
Jesus is talking to a, a crowd about unclean spirits. And they were talking about what was unclean to them. They thought by coming to the table with their hands unclean was unclean. And Jesus says to them, it's not unclean hands that makes one unclean, but it's an unclean spirit. Because whatever is in a person's spirit will be manifested in their nature. So he preaches this word, and then he travels some 30, 60 miles away, and he gets out of this boat and meets a woman with a daughter that has an unclean spirit. That's not an accident. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 21, Jesus says, if the miracles that I had done in other places had been done in Tyre and Sidon, those people would have repented. Jesus has placed himself in this region for a purpose of bringing hope to the hopeless. He only needed to do one miracle for one woman. So this woman is crying, Son of David, have mercy on me. What you don't understand, when she makes this cry, this woman is using the words that Jewish people would use. That's their terminology that they would call Jesus. This woman isn't Jewish. She's a Canaanite. She doesn't know Jesus. She doesn't know him as a Messiah or a Savior. But she's heard about him. She's doing what most of us, a lot of us do from time to time. People that we know. I go to church, but I don't know him. I listen to people that talk about him but I don't know him. I know all the right words to say because I've heard people say them, but I don't know him. She's doing what so many people think they should do, that if they say the right words and use the right phrases, they'll get God's attention. See, sometimes people think it doesn't matter how you're living. You can live a shacked up, jacked up life, and you think God is going to bless your mess. She thought she could mix her religion with the Christian faith. You know, you have people who think you can mix it, and it's all the same. I can do a little bit of this, I can chant a little bit, and I can pray a little bit. But I'm here to tell you, you can't eat from both tables. They have misunderstood God's desire. They think God wants religion. What he really wants is a relationship. And he says, if you call on me, I will answer. This Canaanite woman has a need. She has a demon-possessed daughter. And many times it's in that hour of need that we come to know God for ourselves. This woman cried to Jesus, but Jesus doesn't answer her. He doesn't rush to her aid. He doesn't give her any words of encouragement. He remains silent. You know, it's hard to pray when you pray and God doesn't answer you. He doesn't hear anything. You feel like he doesn't hear anything you're saying. And you're wondering, God, do you hear me? Have you forgotten about me? 
But I want you to know this morning, when God has a message, he knows when to deliver it, and he knows the time to deliver it. Jesus didn't travel this distant to deal with, to not to deal with this woman's problem. He didn't come this far to leave her in the same condition that she came in. God doesn't want us to come to church and go back the way we came home, came in here. He wants us to have a change in our life. He wants to bring deliverance to us. In the meantime, the disciples are annoyed with him. And they respond. It says, Jesus says, they said, respond, Jesus sends this woman away. She's bothering us. Jesus, let her leave, have her to leave us alone. Because the woman, the scripture says, she's continually crying. Lord, help me. Have mercy on me. She's crying. Just send her away. That's what his disciples are saying. Isn't that typical sometimes of our response? So many times we don't want to be bothered with people when they come to church and they have problems. So I ask you this morning, how will a dying world see Christ unless we bring Jesus to them? Jesus finally responds to this woman. He says to her, I wasn't sent to the lost sheep. I wasn't sent to the lost sheep of Israel. He says, I was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. In other words, I wasn't sent for you. Those words produce a spirit of brokenness in this woman. And she begins to take off the mask because she's been pretending. She's not Jewish. She's been pretending. And she takes off the mask and she bends, she bends down and begins to weep, saying, Lord, help me. She puts an address to this prayer. This time, she's not pretending. She's laying it all out in the open. I'm not able to carry this anymore. This woman is preaching a message of brokenness. The Bible says in Psalm 51, 17, that a broken and a contrite spirit, the Lord will not ignore. This nameless Canaanite woman began to confess when she said, Lord, help me. You see, Lord in the Greek, the word means supreme in authority or control. She's acknowledging, I'm not in control. You are. Then she says, help. I can't do this. I can't help myself. I can't help my daughter. This is beyond me. I'm powerless. I've tried religion. But Jesus, I need you. Then she says, Help me. Help me. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother, but help me. She makes it personal. She needed a touch from Jesus just as much as her daughter did. Her pride is broken. But Jesus takes this woman's deliverance just a little bit farther. He says, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. That scripture in Revelations twenty two fifteen, when it talks about dogs, it talks about, it explains who they're talking about. And this woman depicts that picture because of who, because of her culture and what she came out of. He says, you are an outsider. You practice witchcraft. You are sexually immoral. You are a murderer. 
You worship idols and you are a liar. See, he's not playing with this woman. God does not wink at sin. Sometimes the Lord will bring us to a place in our life where we'll need to choose. We need to choose him as our rock or remain in our place of sin. She responds by saying, look, I know I'm a dog. I've lived the life of a dog. I've attended the sacrifices of the children that were made to Baal. I prostituted myself out to the temple gods. I know what I am. But today, Lord, can I come to the table and eat the crumbs that you've spilled? She has reached the end of her limits. She's saying, Lord, I would rather be a dog in your house at your table than to continue to live the life that I'm living. Jesus answers this woman. He answers her. He says, woman, you are, you have great faith. Your request has been granted. And your daughter was healed that very hour. You see, Jesus did several things for that woman that day. He brought her inside the house to eat from his table. And he healed her daughter. What did this woman do that God would hear her cry? Well, she did three things. One, she let go of her culture. She steps outside of all her religious teaching that she had been taught as a child. She let go of all the religion so she could have a relationship. She let, number two, she laid down her pride. She came clean with who she was, that she was a woman that needed help. And three, she exercised her faith. She heard about this man. He had helped other people, and she believed that he could help her. After appealing to Jesus, this woman got a measure of grace. She recognized within her herself that she didn't even deserve. She didn't know all the right words to say. But Jesus wasn't looking for flowery prayers. He wasn't looking for perfect and healthy. He was looking for broken and desperate. He was looking for a Canaanite woman. He saw her. She found him. Jesus sees and hears the cries of the broken. The thief on the cross said, Lord, remember me. Jesus responds, this day you should be with me in paradise. The Philippine, the Philippine jailer, he says, what must I do to be saved? He says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. You know, I don't know what your cry is this morning. I don't know what the cries of your families are. But I serve a God that hears the cries of the broken. I am a witness I'm a witness to God hearing my cries. I was a broken person. 
I was a condemned, broken, depressed person. God came and snatched me. I cried out to him with a broken and contrite spirit. God, will you heal me? How many of you know that sometimes you can go on vacation and you'll still come back just as broken? How many of you know sometimes that you need your soul? Your soul needs to be restored. How many of you know this morning sometimes you can feel like I've been dealing with this thing over and over again and I haven't found victory? I've been just dealing with it and I haven't found victory. I want you to know this morning that God is a God that can bring deliverance. God is a God that can bring healing. You know, I know in the church we don't talk about deliverance anymore. We think that's a lost part of the, of the kingdom of God. But I want to know this morning, I want you to know that God is still in the delivering business. He's still a healer. Sometimes those things that latch on to us and we can't seem to shake, sometimes we need deliverance. We need deliverance. Sometimes we can't seem to shake that depression. We need deliverance. God is still a deliverer. Those habits, those sexual habits, the things that we look at, you're saying, I'm not that person. That which I would do, I don't do, and that which I do, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm doing it. I don't want to do that. God said, I can deliver you. I can heal you. I can restore you. Like I said, I don't know what your cry is this morning, but God is a cry. God hears the cries of the broken and the contrite heart. He can lift the weights. He can remove he can remove those, those things, those sins, those shackles, those little foxes that keep eating the vines. He can remove them. I can only imagine the scene that took place at the home of that mother and that daughter because she got her daughter back. I can only imagine with the rejoicing that took place because she got her child back. God is still in the healing business. Would you come forward, Judy, so we can... I'm going to wrap this up. Come on up. I don't know about you this morning, but I know we serve a God who came down from glory and he kicked the door of salvation. He kicked it open for us. And he poured out his grace and his mercy. And we at one time were just like this woman. We were dogs. We lived the life of a dog. We may not have been a Canaanite, but we were dogs. And God restored us. He took away, he took away that sin in our life. He took away, he restored us. Jesus doesn't call us stray dogs or house dogs but he calls us sons and daughters and we're joint heirs with him. I'm glad about it this morning, aren't you? I'm glad about it this morning, aren't you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand this morning?